Hello, everybody, and welcome to Web and Beyond Live for June 13th, 2022. I'm Ray Sidney Smith. I'm president of W3 Consulting and managing director of W3C Web Services, which provides affordable web and WordPress hosting, domain name registration, and other web-related services, primarily for small business. Web and Beyond Live is our weekly show about topical and timely small business digital marketing and related issues. Uh, so welcome to those of you who are watching live or the replay and of course listening to the podcast. Uh, feel free to ask questions either in the chat or in the comment section. You can also feel free to tweet at me at W3Consulting. That's the number three. So W3Consulting on Twitter. I love Twitter so <laughs> you can always find me there. Um, and uh, this is a special episode uh, today because we are doing our What's New at Google uh, episode. And so once a month, we're gonna be just basically rounding up all of the various uh, Google news that is coming out of Google Workspace and the related products. Today is really focused on Google Workspace, but uh, in general, each month, I'm gonna kind of collate, collect and collate all of the various uh, different stories that kind of cover Google since there's so much in that space. So let's get right into uh, the Google Stories. And so let me bring up my Google Stories here on screen for you. And we'll walk through these uh, one by one. And so uh, first and foremost is just a quick note about the um, security features that have been added to the Google Workspace environment. So if you don't know, VirusTotal is a feature that's a, it's a whole platform by itself, but the feature itself is connected to Google Workspace so that you as an admin of your Google Workspace you're able to see reports when things that are being downloaded or accessed by Google Workspace have any kind of malicious code associated with them. And generally, Google will block those things, but a, a user is able to override those and still download those, even if it's a false positive or those kinds of things. So you as a, a Google Workspace administrator, presumably if you're the owner of the company, you're also the administrator, but if you're managing a Google Workspace instance, you still wanna know, you know what's going on with regard to any kinds of malicious software or attacks or those kinds of things. Well, this is the alert center that helps you do you know, manage that and see what's going on. Before, all admins basically got notifications of this. Now, super admins have the ability to toggle on or off the ability for those virus total reports to um, go to you. So it's just kind of helpful if people were being over notified or people who don't have purview over that are getting access to those things. Now you can actually go ahead and get rid of them. Next up is uh, just a quick note. So this is actually about the update to the third-party DevOps integrations for Google Chat, and that sounds like gobbledygook to some of you most likely. Uh, my, my point for bringing it up is that you can actually connect to Google Chat, which think of Google Chat as basically the Microsoft Teams chat or Slack. It's basically that within Google Workspace. So if you're not using Google Chat within Google Workspace, you you don't need Slack. You don't need another, uh, you know, a chat tool, it's all built, it's kind of caked right into Google Workspace. And I'm, I'm really excited about this uh, just generally uh, because they've updated a whole bunch of things across the board. But the most important thing that I wanted to just bring to people's attention is that you can connect other tools to Google Chat. You can integrate, say, Asana or 
uh, Trello or other tools into the Google Chat interface. Uh, I use something called Calendar Hero, which allows me to see my upcoming calendar events. It just shoots me a quick little message inside of Google Chat. And uh, we also use Asana. And so Asana actually has the ability for me to just put forward slash create underscore task and then write a task and it creates a task for me inside of Asana. And I don't have to leave Google Chat in order to be able to do that. So if I'm right there in the interface, I can go ahead and do that directly from uh, forward slash and then typing a command. So it's a little geeky, but it's very helpful if you do integrate these tools and you are utilizing Google Chat most effectively. So I just wanted to bring that to folks' attention. Next up is that uh, when you're using companion mode, and for those who don't know, companion mode is the ability for you to be inside of, say, a Google Doc or um, something like that, and you are inside of a Google Meet, that is, and you are attempting to show a document or something like that on screen, you're now able to turn your camera on and share your video with everyone else while you are in that companion mode. So just helpful for folks to kind of um, keep up to date in terms of um, not keep up to date, but just kind of keep more um, humane and personalized when you're in uh, the, you know, in meetings uh, and, and that kind of thing. So um, companion mode um, is see this um, article here. Companion mode is where you are in the same room utilizing a piece of connected technology. So maybe you have a, you know, um, Nest or some other kind of you know device in the room for a hybrid meeting, you can now share your vid video feed in and along that particular item. So you might be sharing documents and that kind of thing in the meeting, and your video would be not available. Now it is. So just kind of helpful for those of you who are utilizing the uh, hardware infrastructure with Google Meets. Next, um, uh, Google is actually giving us more um, uh, ability to be able to search for things inside of Google Meet. Um, so when you're inside of Google Meet, you can search your Google Drive content. So they're noting here, you can search for meeting recordings, chat transcripts, attendance reports, polls or questions and answer reports, meeting transcripts, and then meeting notes that you created inside of Google Calendar. So really great that you can now search your My Drive and your meeting recordings uh, content a little bit more uh, deeply. Uh, next up is uh, just a couple of other items. One is that Google is now putting a, there's a couple more Google Chat uh, things in here as well that we'll get to. But one of the interesting things is that you'll now have an idle status in Google Chat. So before, you know, you you could change your status and, and whatnot, and it wouldn't necessarily show in the Android application or the iOS application. Now you'll be able to see a little idle, idle status notification um, in Google Chat on web and chat in Gmail. So it's good to, to see that people aren't available for you to be able to chat with them. So if you send a message, you're not expecting them to uh, chat back to you. There was something else also in here. Um, uh, we'll get to that later. Okay, good. Yeah, so we covered all these items. All right. Uh, oh, so this is really interesting. So Google, back on Google Meet, Google has been working to kind of streamline their video meeting products. And so they have Google Duo, which has been really on the consumer side, a cross-platform video calling service. And you probably have used it if you are in the Google ecosystem to make a video phone call with your friends or family. Well, uh, not only are you capable of calling up to 32 people in a group call, and you can do all kinds of fun effects on 
on those devices. It works across, you know, your desktop, your mobile, tablet, that kind of thing. Now they are trying to kind of uh, uh, integrate Google Duo with Google Meet. So in, ens in essence, eventually Google Duo is going to go away and become something like Google Meet Duo or something like that. And you're going to see the features uh, bleed into each other. Google Meet's going to get some features from Google Duo. Google Duo is going to get some uh, some Google Meet love, and they're going to kind of uh, merge uh, uh, over time. They're not going to be the same application as I understand it, but they are going to get more kind of integration in in a lot of ways. So just kind of you know keep um, you know your wits about you because um, it's not you. The change is real <laughs> as Google Duo especially starts to change and morph over time. But I think you know Google's just trying to clean up house and uh, bring some of these technologies into the same space so that they have uh, less resources uh, being given um, to any one given project. All right, there was something in here that I wanted to point out, and I'm not quite sure whether it's already in here. I'm just going to check here. No, these are all in, in my notes here. Okay, wonderful. So first and foremost, uh, it used to be that um, space managers um, couldn't delete messages in Google Chat. And so now you are able to go ahead and do that. So if you're the manager of a space, and if you don't know what a space is, inside of Google Workspace, you are, say, in the Google uh, Gmail interface, or you're in the email interface. On your left-hand side panel, you're going to now see a spaces section. And inside of spaces, you can create what are called spaces. And, and it is what it sounds like. It's a space for you to be able to put chat, files, and tasks in a, in a workspace. And so inside of that workspace, you're able to, say, include one or multiple team members. And you can also include outside folks. So you can in invite other uh, members of a particular project to that particular space. And uh, you were not able to before delete messages from other users in those in those uh, spaces when they were when they, when you were inside of a thread. Now you're able to go ahead and do that. So really handy. I'm, I've been actually using it uh, most recently, and I'm I've been pretty pleased with the spaces management. Uh, capabilities. Uh, you're capable of tracking tasks right inside of a space. Threaded conversations are really, really helpful. I'd really like to name the threaded conversations, but you know, that's on Google to fix. But the but the idea here that you can have this working kind of stream of uh, within your Gmail interface is really, really, really handy because you're you're right there. You're you're doing the work right in line with the tasks and everything else that's going on in that interface. Okay, next up is that Google Chat is going to be providing, just like in Gmail, when they think that something might be phishing or that you're communicating with someone that's an, uh, an external uh, party, they kind of prompt you with these yellow and red notices, especially if they think that there's a malicious intent to that particular link. Well, now, um, outside of Gmail and Google Drive, Google Chat is going to start showing these same suspicious notices and uh, giving you that uh, prompting of that notification. And again, this is all coming from VirusTotal, which I talked about at the beginning. So these reports that, that you would receive uh, from VirusTotal are basically when, when users, instead of clicking block, click on accept anyway. Uh, those are the kinds of uh, data that will show up in those reports. So you can know, OK, well, if there was a phishing attack or if there was malware that was now reported on a, a particular machine or a user's account, you can start, start to do the forensics to figure out where they entered and uh, why. All right, next up is that you can now add uh, personal tasks 
from Google Chat, and this is just really, really great. So in Google Chat, uh, in Google Chat, you can now create a message. You know, you're chatting along with folks, and in that personal message, you can now go ahead and say, "Oh, this is something that I actually need to do." And so from Google Chat, this is not like you're not in a space. You can now grab that particular item and add it to your tasks. And Google Tasks, again, lives inside of the Gmail interface for the most part. There is a separate mobile application, so you can install the mobile app and use that as well. Uh, Google Chat uh, is available within the Gmail interface, but the tasks can then be um, excised from Gmail, Google Chat, and be pulled into the Gmail interface and the Google Calendar interface as well. So you can go ahead and say, I want to do this at this particular time, and it'll appear in Google Calendar. So very, very helpful to continue to tie together those pieces of task management from the various points in which you would need to capture them, calendar, email, chat, or otherwise. All right, next is that uh, Google Docs has been really leveling up their capabilities of managing tables and utilizing tables within the document itself. And so in this particular case, they have added new table templates and some new drop-down chips. Drop-down chips are basically those uh, pill-shaped items that you will start seeing appear. They kind of have a grayed out back background. And uh, so they call them chips, but they're those pill-shaped buttons in essence. And when you click on them, they either are auto-updating information or they're gonna give you a disclosure arrow that will drop down and give you more information to select from in that drop-down menu. In this particular case, uh, the two default drop-down options are going to be project status, uh, which gives you not started, blocked, in progress, and complete options, and then review status. And review status has the same uh, uh, drop-down selections, um, um, not the same one, but the, uh, the same concept of, of drop-down selections. And those options are not started, in progress, under review, and then approved. Both would make sense for their appropriate items, right? A project status, you would want to know what uh, what status a particular project was in. And then in review status, that would be for a document that needs to be reviewed and approved. And you, you would then know to be able to do that. You can, of course, customize these and change them to your needs. You can also change colors so that you can uh, set different colors to these things. And so now you're able to use some common workflows, these table templates for uh, content tracker. Say you're doing some digital marketing content tracking inside of the document. You can now do that directly here. You could do that for project assets. You could do that for review tracker, and you can do that for product roadmap. There are several others within the within the system I'm sure that Google has in the works, but it's really helpful to be able to kind of manage the tables directly inside the document without having to leave Google Docs in order to do that. So I think it's a great productivity boost. Next up in Google Docs is that you now have the ability to take action on multiple selected texts, uh, multiple text selections. So in essence, you can select multiple uh, selections of text throughout a document that are non-contiguous, right? So you can select the heading in one document, you can select text in the paragraph of another document, and now you can go up to the toolbar or use the keyboard shortcut and change those things all at once, which again, just uh, uh, it was one of those things where I thought, um, why wasn't this already in there? <laughs> I was a little bit shocked that that this didn't already exist, but I'm really glad that they've brought it uh, to us now. And so you're you're capable of applying formatting, but you're also capable of deleting, copying, and pasting as well. So you can literally like select different non-contiguous parts of a document, 
copy and then go paste it elsewhere, which can be really, really useful if you need to be able to select the first third and fifth sentences of a, of a document or the first third and fifth bullets of a document and copy them down to another section. You can now do that really quickly and easily. All right, making our way along. Uh, this one is not the greatest of news, but uh, uh, Google has been over time changing its stores, storage policies for all across Google Workspace. And so just so you know, most recently, they basically made an announcement that um, you know, starting May 2nd, uh, you, based, any, any files you're adding to your system are gonna count towards storage. Uh, I mean, there's very, very few documents that are gonna not count against storage, but they wanted to say that if you're creating new Google Docs, Google Sheets, Google Slides, Google Drawings, Google Forms, or Jamboard files, all of them count toward storage. Anything that you created before that won't count against your storage, but anything going forward in terms of Google document or Google created files, all of them are going to count toward storage going forward as of May 2nd. Okay, so just understand that you should be paying attention to how much storage you have if you're in an, an account that has storage limits. So those are folks who are underneath the Google Workspace Business Plus accounts. All right. Uh, oh, next is that Google Drive is now uh, Google Workspace is now giving you the ability to have uh, sub organizational units, right? So organizational units are kind of uh, groups that you can create within a an organization, right? So you can create, say, accounting or finance or otherwise uh, legal and within the organization. This is really for much larger sized organizations, but within them, you can now create shared drives for those specific organizations. So say you want to only allow human resources to have access to particular shared drives, you can create a shared drive and only share it with the human resources sub-organizational unit. So helpful uh, to be able to do that. This one is really, really great. In Google Tasks, you can now set an end date, like an, an end option, basically, for recurring tasks. Before, you couldn't do that without some bailing wire and duct tape and some manual process. Now you're able to say, I want a task to repeat, and I want it to end never on a certain date or after X number of occurrences, very akin to how it's always been for repeating events in Google Calendar. So they've just added the same features for Google Calendar in terms of repeating events to recurring tasks. Good on Google. Uh, next is that if you're in Google Calendar in Google Workspace, you can share where you're working from. So people know whether you're being working from home or you're working from one particular office location or another. Now, inside of Google Calendar, they'll show a better um, a uh, better kind of view for where your working location is from within Google Calendar. Uh, this is going to turn on by default uh, for everyone and uh, and roll out. Um, it's it's already rolled out. I mean, it's been it's been rolled out for several weeks now, so you should already see this, and you can see it right across the top of your uh, calendar screen, say in weekly re, uh, weekly view. You'll see that home office or otherwise. And you'll be able to change it, uh, you know, from the default that you've set it for uh, very easily. Next is that if you've started to use the book appointments feature within Google Calendar, you can now require an email verification for uh, being able to do that. So basically people have to validate their email address uh, by using a pin code to complete the booking. So they either sign in to a Google account or they'll receive an email, put in a pin, and then they'll be able to book uh, in your appointment. And that's just so that you don't get a bunch of spam 
items being added to a book appointment screen, especially if that book appointment link is public. Uh, so if you put it on your website or something like that, you don't want people to be putting those in there. Uh, next to last, our penultimate update is that you'll now be able to migrate your classic sites before December 1st, 2022. So you won't be able to edit uh, the the uh, classic Google sites after uh, December 1st, 2022, right? So they move that back by six months or forward by six months. Can't, can't really tell which that is, but basically from June to December. So you have more time, six months more. And then starting on January 1st of next year, you will now um, no longer be able to view the classic sites unless you convert them to new Google sites. Google's just pushing us forward and using the new uh, Google Sites, uh, which makes a lot of sense. It's really clean, very easy, and then you'll be able to um, use all of the new sites functionalities from those classic sites once they've been converted. So if you're using Google Sites in any way, shape, or form, convert them all over and um, go ahead and, and get those uh, converted. And uh, last but not least, in the Google Sites space, again, in new Google Sites, you can now import a custom theme from one Google site to another, okay? These are only in the new Google site space, but you can now import a custom theme. So if you created a custom theme for one site, you can now pull over all of those theme elements to the new one. Uh, so really, really helpful there. All right, um, and so with that, that brings us to the end of all of the various updates that I had for you for the Google Workspace uh, or what's new at Google episode today. Uh, next week, we'll be back with our normal uh, digital marketing updates, and I will be happy to cover those. Um, just a couple of quick announcements. One is that we have our next webinar, which I believe is July 7th, so just under a month from now, will be our intro to Google Analytics 4. If you don't know what Google Analytics 4 is, it's the new version of Google Analytics. And uh, Google, again, just like with the Google Sites, they're pushing people forward. Uh, you've got uh, you know just about six to nine months before um, all of these you know folks are going to be jumping on the bandwagon to tell you you need to do all of these things with Google Analytics. Uh, but you know before all of that craziness happens, I wanted to just get everyone aware of what Google Analytics 4 is, how it's different from Universal Analytics, the prior version. And then we're gonna do another webinar after that, which will cover how to migrate from uh, Universal Analytics to Google Analytics 4 so that everybody can go ahead and uh, make the transition, do it before there's any craziness, and, uh, and you can go ahead and get things um, kind of stabilized because Google Analytics 4 is very different from uh, universal analytics. And uh, and so some folks might be confused when they look at the new interface. There's all new uh, codes that you have to interact with any web properties, whether that be your website, mobile applications, anything that you integrate with Google Analytics, you can integrate it with a whole bunch of things, but those services need to update in order to be able to make that all happen. So I just wanna make sure everybody's on the same page and is able to make that transition easily. If you're not already, feel free to join us over in Web and Beyond community. That's where I post all of our events. And so you, know, you can always uh, register for the events outside of the community, but it's just easier if you're inside the community because then we post the events, you can RSVP from within there and you're good to go. Uh, so if you go to www.webandbeyond.community, you can go ahead and register and join us in the community. And of course, you are welcome, Robin, for all of the updates. And uh, and so the 
uh, I think that's it. That brings us to the end of our uh, time together to, uh, this week. Uh, if you enjoyed the live stream, feel free to click the thumbs up icon. Thanks for doing that. And if you have a question, again, leave a qu comment. You can also tweet or message us at W3 Consulting on Twitter. Uh, you can join us most Wednesday, uh, most mo Mondays, <laughs> most Mondays at 11 a.m. Eastern. And uh, we'll note if it's another time on all the social channels uh, that we'll be doing it a different time. So like upcoming uh, July 4th, we're going to push that off by a day because, you know, the holiday is uh, is coming up for Independence Day. So we're going to, we you know, move it around as we need to. And, you know, if there's technical issues or whatever, we'll just move it to a different day. But typically we're here at Mondays at 11 a.m. But I want to thank you all for spending this web and beyond live with me. I'm Ray Sidney Smith on behalf of W3 Consulting and W3C Web Services. Have a great week ahead, marketing and managing your small business on the web and beyond. Take care, everybody.